Welcome to The Responsible Podcast. Your host, Stanley J. Targos III, is the founder of The Responsible Brand and The Responsible Network. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, everybody. This is Stanley J. Targos III. I'm here with The Responsible Brand Podcast. We've got a great topic today. And the title of this is Self-Diagnosed Doesn't Work. Really, the main purpose of what we want to share today is if we're going to self-diagnose things, we should be experts in that area in order to do so. But if we're not experts in that area, self-diagnosis really doesn't solve the problem. I love what Einstein said. You can't solve a problem with the same level of thinking that created the problem in the first place. When it comes to self-diagnosing things from a medical standpoint, We've been told, don't self-diagnose your issues. There's so many different variables that could come into play. You need someone who's an expert, who's able to come in and give you a reasonable diagnosis of what's going on. And I love how this works because early on in my career, understanding the internet and trying to be smart and solve all my own problems and and be that person for myself, that go-to for myself, I got on WebMD and I found that It's not always accurate. It only relays information based on what information you give it. So here's the example, and this is sort of humorous, and I I love this, but I was going through some, some struggles, and I was trying to figure out what was going on, and so I put in some information. First thing that struck me as odd is I sneezed, and when I sneezed, I had a little bit of pee come out, so I put in peed when sneezed. Second thing I had was lower back pain, so I put in lower back pain. Third thing I put in was that my body was achy and sore, and I didn't tell it anything else. And what came back is that uh, the diagnosis that, that they came back with was that I was pregnant, which was a shock to me. However, what people needed to tell me is I needed to put in that I was a man, that I sneezed because of this, that my bladder was full, that it didn't happen on a regular basis, that my back was sore because I had done some strenuous exercise, that my body ached because I had done some, moved some leaves or done something physical. So I didn't give it all the information it need. And it took those three things and summarized it and says, based on these three pieces of information, you might be pregnant, which I thought was hilarious until I realized that when I self-diagnose If I don't know the right questions to ask, if I don't know the right information to put in, I'm going to get an unreliable answer or an unreliable diagnosis. And it's, if it's not good to do that on the medical side of things, why do we think it's good to do that with money? Because my scenario wasn't really that serious. But what if I had some lumps and bumps and I had some bruises and some things that were coming out of the woodwork and I diagnosed it as physical activity when actually it's bone cancer or something really, really serious. So it doesn't play in my favor to diagnose myself when something really is wrong and I get an easy answer that doesn't allow me to prevent it or seek a professional or a specialist and it makes me gloss over something that leads to more pain or even death. Well, financially, the same thing is going on. And for years and years and years, we've been using the the media and the TV and the talking heads and newspapers and magazines, and there's all kind of literature out there on money. 
20, 25 years ago, you add something called the internet in and it's that on steroids. It's that exponentially. There's more information out there on money than there's ever been in the history of mankind, is my guess. And has it led to the maximum amount of success for people? Or has it led to more confusion, more trauma, and more pain? I'm not sure about the exact numbers, but my gut says there might be more bankruptcies and financial trauma today than there was in 1980, which there was in 1980 more than there was in 1960, which there was in 1960 more than there was in 1940. Outside of something like the Great Depression, which was a, a mass financial pandemic, we've got self-inflicted mandemics that are hitting our money and our financial worlds. It's individually based on a bunch of people all at once because we're supposed to be so smart because we have access to information. Well, when we self-diagnose our problems financially, it doesn't always get us the solution that we need. One, we don't know the right questions to ask and we've done a whole series on that. Two, we don't have the basics. We don't even have a foundation built and we've done one on that. Three, we haven't built the 18 to 24 month solid piece that we need to build on, which we did a, a, a topic on that. If you haven't listened to those, go back and listen to those three as you're listening to this to understand what we need and how we need to do things differently and better to make ourselves not go through the same pain and trauma that we've gone through in the last 10, 15, 20 years. So if we don't want to self-diagnose medically, why do we think we can self-diagnose financially? I'm going to put some information into the machine or I'm going to listen to Dave, Rick or Susie or I'm going to read the, the Money Magazine or the Forbes or whatever that magazine is or I'm going to get that feed that comes in through my browser that tells me all I need to know about money or I'm going to listen to the hot stock tips and I'm going to use that to buy stuff. I'm going to use that to sell stuff. And I'm wondering why I'm never catching up. I'm only going to do a 401k or an IRA. My diagnosis says I need more retirement. Therefore, I'm going to fund my 401k to the maximum that I can. And if I'm over 55, thank God I can do even more. I can play catch up. No, that's not always the case. If we don't ask the right questions, we're not going to get the right answers. Sometimes when we ask the wrong questions, we get answers that validate what we already know, which keeps us in that purebred circularism for our information. We never get outside of what we think we already know. So we never get a real solution. We're always in the same boat. We always have the same pain, the same trauma. It's like that insanity thing, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. It'll be different this time because I'm going to be disciplined. It'll be different this time because I use this search engine instead of that search engine. It'll be different this time because I'm listening to her instead of him. It'll be different. that No, it won't. It won't. You're going to end up with the same results. You might have short-term relief, but you're solving a symptom. You're not solving the core root of the problem. You know, it's like gardening or doing a farm. In my lawn, I've got so many weeds that pop up in the summer 
And I think I'm going to go and dig them all out and pull them. I'm going to fertilize it. I'm going to put the right weed killer down. I'm going to plant the right grass seed. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to do it on my own. Summer goes by. I get super, super busy playing with the kids, hanging out, doing the church things and doing the summer events with the barbecues and all the fun stuff. And then fall gets here and those weeds are a distant memory because the grass is green. They're covered in leaves. I don't see it. Winter gets here. I think the weeds are solved because they're not growing anymore. I don't see them popping up through the snow. Did winter solve my weed problem or do I just not see the weeds? That's what we really need to ask. Did I solve this? Did I solve the problem or did winter solve the symptom of me seeing the weeds? Financially, it's the same thing. We've all got these things happening in our lives. We've all got issues that are going on and we can either choose to solve the symptom and let the season take care of it so we don't see it and then wait till springtime when it pops up again with a vengeance. Because my gut says that I started out with 30 weeds five years ago. Today I got 3,000 weeds. It didn't just grow by 30 each year. It was exponential pain. Now to take care of that weed problem, I got to get all of my kids, my wife, myself, my neighbors. I got to pay someone. It's going to be extra time, money, and resources to solve that problem when I should have just started Five years ago with 30 weeds, dug down, picked the roots up, solved it. But I researched and said, if you'd put more of this down and put more of this down and miracle this and fertilize this and we'd kill that, I should have just gotten my hands dirty and dug the 30 weeds up from the root and thrown them out. But I didn't. Now I've got a big problem. I self-diagnosed. I went for the easier, softer way. I went for a solution that I thought would solve me time and money and ended up costing me time and money. Financially, I've got the same things. Financially, I'm looking at my snapshot and I'm saying, all right, I've got $30 in my bank. I've got an extra $18 every, every paycheck or I don't have extra money. I'm putting $1,000 a month on the credit card. I'm borrowing from my, from my friends and family. I'm asking for an advance at work. I got to make the sale. I'm asking to get paid on the sale when the application submitted instead of waiting when it's getting paid. I've got this trauma setting over my house like a cloud. I can see the storms brewing, but I think if I just get a little umbrella, I'll be okay. My Dave, Rick, and Susie, my internet feed says that what I need to do is start clipping coupons. That's going to solve the problems. I'm spending too much. So I'm going to clip coupons. Well, that's a self-diagnosis that doesn't work if my issue is not saving money that I need to spend, if my issue is making more money. If my issue is making more money, clipping coupons doesn't solve the problem. Clipping coupons is a band-aid in a certain area. It's taking one piece of the pie and solving it, but not looking how it connects to the rest of the pie. So I end up solving an area in one region or in one silo without connecting the dot to solve the bigger picture. I know how to solve the problem. I need more cash flow. I can return all the bottles and cans. That solves the problem. No, that doesn't solve the problem. That cleans out your garage from the bottles and cans. So if I self-diagnose my big picture cash flow issue and I find that it's a spending problem and I clip coupons, I wake up today feeling good, but I wake up 30 days from now and I haven't solved the problem because I'm now, I've been lean and mean and efficient in one area, but I still don't have enough money to make it work. Self-diagnosis. I put the input in and it told me that I had a problem spending too much. So clipping coupons was the way to solve that problem. But my real problem was I don't make enough money. 
Well, how do you make more money? Get a part-time job, work overtime. Go back to work. Spouse goes back to work. Kids contribute. There's a bunch of solutions for that. But what's the best solution? My kids need to work and go to school or they need to go to school and then do something. My kids need activities. They need to have braces. They need to have sports and they need to have fellowship and they need to do things. And they don't need to do the missions trip through the church to Haiti that cost me five grand. That's not being responsible. That's not being reasonable. God doesn't want me to impose financial pain on my family to go have a growth experience. He wants it to work in synergy and symbiotically with what's going on in my economy at the right time. But if I put in, I need to have this problem solved and I don't put the right data in, I get the wrong solution. So we get answers based on what we input. What we really need when it comes to diagnosing some problems is having some outside eyes shed better light on what's going on and show us how to ask better questions. And that's what the responsible brand is all about. Let's educate families. Let's show families the right questions to ask. I talk about our mission all the time. It's changing the landscape of America one family at a time by empowering the leader to make better decisions based on facts, not fear. And one way we do that is by bringing in the experts when we recognize we have a problem instead of self-diagnosing the problem. Einstein's spot on with his quote. I created the problem. I don't need to solve the problem. My manhood card, my familyhood card, my Christian card, my whatever card's not on the table because I ask for help. It actually shows that I'm growing and I'm maturing when I bring other people in who know more than I do, who can see things differently than I do, who I can have an educated conversation based on what's going on in my life about so I can make an educated decision on what I might need to change or what I might need to do or what I might need to add to make it better. And when I do that, it doesn't mean I have to follow the suggestions of the person I'm working with. It does open the door to let me have a better understanding of what's going on in my economy so I can look at things differently. Think about the oil shortage and the, and the gas shortage in the 70s. Was the solution just to drill more? Maybe that's a part of it. They did this thing, technology-based, that was called going from carburetor to fuel injection, and that technology doubled the life of the gas that we had just with that move. Is there something that I can incorporate in my own financial economy that does the same thing that I'm not aware of? Is there something that's been happening on the world around me that makes my life easier and better, that makes it more manageable for use the dollars in my own economy that I'm already spending more efficiently to solve the problem? But if I don't know what they are, how can I bring them to light? If I don't know the questions to ask, how can I get the answers I need? And that goes back to that purebred circularism. I only know what I know. So when I ask questions, I get answers that reinforce what I think I know, which keep me in the loop of not knowing what I need to do. Which means time goes by. And when time goes by, we get closer to our goal without having a solution, or we get deeper in the problem without having a solution, or we lose the ability to make two and three degree changes over a longer period of time that have a huge impact, and we need to feel, and we feel like we need to start swinging for the fences. But if we have someone 
who can look at the problem and look at the situation and find a solution different than what we're used to, we might actually be able to go through this process without the pain and agony of doing it on our own. I think even Jesus talked about go out in pairs so that if you get fallen down or if you get hurt or injured, there's someone there to lift you up. Go out in pairs and teams. Financially, it's the same thing. You need a team. If you don't have someone on your team that's not you or your spouse, you need someone on your team who can bring this information to the table. The responsible brand believes in educating and training our professionals to teach you how to ask better questions so you can get the answers. It's not about fishing for you. It's about showing you how to fish, where to fish, what bait to use, what time of the season, so you can get the desired result that you want. And everyone wants a different desired result, which is why there's no one common answer that I'm going to give everyone that solves everyone's problem. We've seen that does not work. When we self-diagnose, the common solution is buy a 529, buy a 401k, buy an IRA, buy a Roth. It's buy something. That doesn't always solve the problem. Sometimes it compounds the problem. Sometimes it creates problems we didn't even know we had. Sometimes it creates problems that we didn't need. So why would we spend our time and energy not solving problems when there's an easy way to get to that solution? And that easy way is to have a general practitioner and a relationship to through that person to a specialist. Let's go back to the to the WebMD example in the very beginning. What if I'd called my my general practitioner, my family doctor, and said, "Hey, doctor, this is what's going on. What should I do?" He would say, "Stan, did you do this, this, or this?" And I'd answer the questions and he would say, okay, stop doing this, add doing this, take some ibuprofen, and I would have a plan that works. If I came back two weeks later and it wasn't better, he might say, you need to go see the cardiologist, or you need to go see the orthopedic, or you need to go see the pulmonologist, or you need to go see the specialist. That specialist will then communicate with my GP and have a, a game plan or a plan that meets my needs. Now, a couple of years ago, on a, on a really serious note, I thought that I had some, some heart, some chest issues, and I diagnosed my own pain and found that in my own diagnosis, I thought that I was having a heart attack because I had chest pain. My arm was getting numb. I couldn't breathe without having that pain come in, and it was scare, scary and painful. But this time, instead of going on WebMD and researching it, one, I didn't act quickly. I waited three weeks like a normal man does to decide if it was just a fluke, if I was daydreaming, if it was real. And then finally, someone said, you need to go to the doctor because you might be having a heart attack. Those are all things that are serious. Stop messing around and take it seriously. So I went to the doctor and he ran me through all the tests, the the, the EKG, the stress test, the this test, the that test, my blood work done, everything came back normal. And then he asked me a smart question. He said, did you do anything physically around that time that created the pain? Well, I wasn't playing basketball. I wasn't playing soccer. I didn't throw the kids and, and, and swim and do something crazy. Like when I hurt my shoulder, I threw the kids in the pool and, and, it, and, I, and there was something. I picked something out of the back of my truck 
with both arms in like a forklift, lifted it up and carried it. And it was heavy. It was like 150 pounds or 120 pounds. Walked it into the house and set it down. Well, when I did that, I ripped my chest muscles on the inside from the lifting movement, which created the pain that mimicked a heart attack. I was so grateful that I didn't psych myself out and waste more time. But in the same light, the, the lesson there was go quickly. Go quickly. I don't need to wait until I've got so much pain and agony and drama and I'm eating ibuprofen just to survive, to handle the pain. I should recognize the pain and I should have went in that day or two days later. Well, financially, it's the same thing. If I've got some pain happening financially and I think I can just wait it out and gut it out, maybe I need to go to talk to my GP sooner. Maybe I need to talk to the quarterback on my financial team quickly to determine if I need to involve somebody else. Maybe I need a CPA. Maybe I need a mortgage person. Maybe I need a banker. Maybe I need a home and auto person. Maybe I need someone who can manage my 401k. Maybe I need a stock broker. Who's that specialist? If my GP can't solve it, maybe I need a debt specialist. Maybe I need someone who can come in and manage my economy and show me where I'm transferring money away unknowingly and unnecessarily. And I can capture those dollars and more efficiently allocate them in my economy, which is different than clipping coupons and different than getting a part-time job. Maybe I can solve the problem organically, internally, based on better information. They say knowledge is the, is the, is the key or knowledge is a solution. No, applied knowledge is a solution. Applied knowledge is a solution. But if I don't know how to apply the knowledge and where to apply it, how do I know if I'm going to get the, the answer that I need or the result that I want? That's the key of not self-diagnosing. That's the key of letting the person on the responsible brand who you're working with come in and show you how to analyze your economy differently, looking from an outside perspective based on what's going on, taking the emotion out of what you've been driving towards so you can have a paradigm shift that doesn't say that you're foolish or that you've made mistakes, but says you're 80% of the way there. Let's change 20% of the, of the path and let's achieve the goal we want. It's not a pride issue. It's not a your dumb issue. It's not, I made this decision and I got myself into this mess. I'll get myself out of this mess issue. It's, I'm finally going to start working efficiently based on what's going on in my life and based on going on in my economy and using the people that God put in my path to help me get through the solution. And if you don't like it, tell them no, but at least you know, at least you're aware, at least you have options, at least you can look at things differently. At least when things go good or bad, you can go back and say, oh, it went that way because of this. Whereas right now, we're all just guessing. We're closing our eyes, throwing darts at the wall, hoping we're going to hit the bullseye. How about if we have some specific intent behind how we do things? How about if we define the people that we need to have working in our lives right now? How about if we lean on that financial general practitioner to introduce a specialist and then let the specialist work with our GP to make sure that they're not doing something that has unintended consequences? I mean, so many people who listen to their CPA and never let their CPA talk to anyone else on their team. Well, the CPA's whole job is to get you the largest tax refund you can get in a 12-month window, which is why they tell you to put as much money as you can in your 401k, buy, a, buy an IRA, put money in a 529. They're not looking at the impact it has on the rest of your picture because you haven't given them that information. 
So based on that piece of information of getting you a tax refund in that calendar year, you got the right information. But if you fast forward 15 years or 20 years and look at the impact when you retire and you say, why am I paying so much tax? I'm in a 33% tax bracket in my retirement. When I funded these things, I was in an 18% tax bracket. I had three kids. I had a mortgage. I had all these deductions. I had this and that and the other. Why did I put so much money in my 401k? Because back then, your CPA wanted you to have a tax refund because that's how they got hired the next year based on your goals and your objectives from self-diagnosing the problem. Had you come to the table with better information and said, I want to maximize my taxes today, but I don't want to have it be at the impact of my taxes when I retire, your CPA would have been able to give you a better solution. See, that's an unintended consequence of self-diagnosis. Ask anyone who's 72 and a half today who has to pay a required minimum distribution if they wish they would have done something differently 25 years ago. If they wish they would have had a better team surrounding them. If they wish they would have known better questions to ask. If they wish they would have not have self-diagnosed. I don't need a team because I can day trade. I can manage my own stocks and bonds. That's one piece of the puzzle. One piece. You're not so smart that you can outsmart the market. No one is. If the market was a science, no one would ever lose any money. Go back in the last 12 months and tell me how many people lost money, including yourself in the market. So it's not a science. It's not. And it's not the only piece that we should be focusing on. But if your professional only focuses on stocks and bonds, they're probably not a holistic financial advisor. They're probably a stockbroker. If you think that you're saving money because you're not paying 1% or 1.5% to let a professional manage your portfolio because you're as good as the next guy, God bless you. Treat it as a hobby. Let the professionals manage the money that you need to be managed to, to sustain your lifestyle on. It's a different world out there. Allowing that professional, that responsible brand professional come in creates an open door so you can be open-minded. I know that's sort of painful to hear, but that's the truth. We said it earlier. If my best thinking, my best research, my best action got me here, why should I trust myself moving forward? I'm here and I'm in pain and I've got a problem. I'm here, I'm doing okay, but I could be doing better. I haven't met too many people who say I'm here and I've got it all covered. I haven't. In my world, I bring in experts all the time because I know I don't know everything. And it's foolish of me to think that I have all the answers for every person that comes across my path. And I lose credibility when I claim to have that. So I've got a team of CPAs. I've got a team of specialists. I have advanced market specialists. I've got a healthcare person, a Medicare person, a Medicaid person. I've got a mortgage person, a PNC person, a home and auto person. I've got an E&O person. I've got a, a supplemental benefits person because I can't be an expert in all those areas. I have a stocks and bonds person. I'm, I'm learning who the crypto person is. When a new opportunity comes up, I find that person. I interview them. I find out if they have competence, if they're a specialist in that area, and if I can let my the people on our team talk to them to gain more knowledge. We should all be doing that in our own economy. We should not be self-diagnosing our financial world anymore. 
How do you pay for college? Buy a 529. How many people do you know with a 529 have college completely covered? Few. Less than 5%. I'd say less than 2% if I had to guess. How many people who have a 529 still have college debt? Oh, wait a minute. But my guy said I just need to save in a 529. It's not the answer. How many people who file bankruptcy are candidates to file bankruptcy again? How many people who are getting out of debt are accumulating more debt while they're getting out of debt because they don't have a plan? How many people have a student loan that haven't made a payment in two and a half years or are in panic mode in January or whenever they turn on the new student loan payments? If you've got a student loan and you don't know how to make that payment, you need a solution. If you've got traditional debt and you don't know how to make that payment, you need a solution. If you're constantly on the cycle of paying off debt, getting into debt, paying off debt, getting into debt, that's a painful cycle that you shouldn't be on. If you're in the cycle of funding your retirement and then not funding your retirement because you're not managing your cash flow, that's a painful cycle you don't need to be on. If you're trying to aggressively pay off your house, but you haven't funded your Roth IRA, your 401k, your IRA, your emergency fund, your savings account, that's a painful cycle that you don't need to be on. We can end the cycle and move forward with a real, believable, achievable plan. And it starts by bringing in the experts and being open-minded and willing to admit that we don't know everything. There's no shame. There's no hurt egos. There's no bruised anything that comes with that. It's a natural part of bringing in an expert and being a mature, responsible adult. Do you want your kids to make the same mistakes you've made? Do you want your kids to think that only they can get out of the problems that they created? If your son or your daughter created a problem in the backyard and someone was about to get hurt because of it, do you want them to solve the problem or do you want to go in and help them and teach them the mistake they made so they don't make the same mistake again? As a parent, you want them to ask for help. When do we lose the permission to ask for help as adults? Isn't that a great question? How about if I give you permission to ask for help? You have permission. Ask for help. No shame. No blame. No, no hurt feelings. Let's just ask for help. If the solution doesn't fit, say it doesn't fit, but at least you know. But if you can take bits and pieces of the solution and implement it to make the next 5, 10, 15 years better, do it. We know that everyone needs different information. We know the internet's the most confusing place out there. We know the news, the magazines, the articles, they're all biased based on who the advertisers are. So when you get someone who comes into your house and says, here's some information for you based on your specific situ situation without the bias of a paid advertisement, apply it to what you want, what you need, and use it. Then when you hear information that's funded, by an advertiser, you can filter it differently and take the pieces that meet your criteria, understanding what your goal is. When you bring the expert in, the diagnosis and the plan is unemotional, which means they don't care how much money you've made on your Bitcoin or your Ford stock. If the time to sell it is now because those dollars can be used more efficiently somewhere else, sell them. If the time to keep them is there because you don't want to, you don't need it anywhere else, then keep it. 
If you're using your savings in your emergency fund to invest, stop it. But if you haven't recognized that's what's going on, then bring in an expert so you can stop the self-diagnosed pain. That purebred circularism of what's going on in your economy. Let someone else come in and help organize things in a way that meets your criteria so that your values and your priorities are in alignment with how your economy functions, which allows you, which allows you to sleep at night. Get you and your spouse on the same page so you're not fighting each other. Stop trying to show up and say, see what I did, honey, when you weren't looking? I, I made a million dollars. Look, you don't need to do that. Get on the same page. Work together. Let your energies work together. Stop fighting each other. Stop fighting your economy. Stop fighting your cash flow. Stop fighting your knowledge base and stop fighting the solution. Open the door. Open your mind. Take action. Those are the keys. Don't get analysis by paralysis and I got to vet every word that comes out of your responsible brand professional who's self who's solving the self-diagnosis problem. Now you're right back to the problem that created the problem in the first place, which is thinking you're so smart, you've got the answers and you're going to outsmart the guy who does it every day. Stop it. Stop it. There's a great video out there from an old TV show called Stop It. Go watch it and stop it. Your responsible brand person can tell you who that is and how that works. That's funny. It's just humor, but it's funny. Stop it. Just stop it. Take the suggestions. Take the plan. Follow the plan. Do the next right thing. When life throws a curveball at you, instead of thinking you need to figure it out on your own, ask your responsible brand person what you should do. They're not emotional about it. They'll give you some ideas. You make the decision. You're in control. You have options, flexibility, and choices when you know what you're up against and when you know what some of the potential outcomes are. You're not making a knee-jerk reaction on your financial future. You're not thinking you have a heart attack or you're pregnant when really you just lifted something the wrong way. How much stress are you going to save yourself when you stop self-diagnosing the financial problem? How much happier is your future going to be? How much more time are you able to spend using your God-given skills and talents to breathe life into your family and his kingdom instead of serving debt, pain, and problems? That's the key. We're all here for a purpose. We can work together. A team is what it takes. Self-diagnosis is like the person who represents himself in court. What do they say? A man representing himself in court is being represented by a fool. There's so many examples of that out there that we can follow, but financially we think that they don't apply. They do. Use your responsible brand person to the best of your ability to help you solve the problem that you're going through. Let them breathe life into your situation. Let them help you get rid of the weeds and get rid of the root of the problem instead of just solving the symptom. Let them set you on a path so you don't have to live in that same cycle every three to four or five to seven years. Let them help you create the problem that stops this generational bondage for your kids and your grandkids. Take care of it today. If you take care of it today, you don't have to take care of it tomorrow and you can enjoy tomorrow. So I hope this is helpful. Take this and share this with others. Use the information that's there. 
impact your future in a positive way. And God bless. Thank you for tuning in. For new and relevant information just like this, follow us wherever you get your podcasts and interact with the responsible community on all social media platforms. We'll see you soon.